Hello, track and field fans, and welcome to another edition of In the Garage with Track Guy. Brought to you today by Fitness Sports in Clive, Johnston, and Coralville. The Iowa Running Company in Cedar Rapids. Peak Performance in Sioux City. Fleet Feet in Davenport. And all of our amazing supporters who believe in our mission and commitment to bringing cross-country and track and field experiences to Iowa's youth. We could not do what we do without you. And our guest today is Jackson Heidish, a senior at Dowling Catholic in Des Moines. Jackson will be attending Duke University in the fall, but before that, the two-time Iowa high school cross-country champion has his sights on becoming the first Iowa prep and one of only a few, 17 in fact, high schoolers ever to go sub four minutes in the mile. Take a listen. And all right, joining us today in the garage with Track Guy is none other than Jackson Heidish, the Dowling Catholic prep who has had a, uh, a great senior season on top of what was an amazing junior season as well. Jackson, welcome. Oh, hi, Mike Day. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How was your Christmas? It was great. You know, I actually went to Disney World over Christmas, or I guess the day after Christmas. Um, and me and my dad and his two sisters, so both my aunts on my dad's side, I think it was like 24 of us in total. Um, so it was a little bit. We, we all had one house down there. Um, so it was a little crammed, but it, it, it was fun. I'm going to travel, and I'm, I'm glad I'm back home in Iowa now, although I do miss the 60s and 70s down there in Florida versus the 20s and 30s here in Iowa. So. Oh, I bet you do. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> I would miss that as well. So uh, yep. what about uh, training while you're on break? Have you done much at all since uh, NXN? Yeah, so after NXN, I took about a um, seven, ten-day break, and I was actually planning on taking two weeks, um, but uh, I got a, I got a kind of race invitation, um, and I'm, I'm actually racing out in Chicago. I'm doing an indoor two-mile at the, I think it's the CY, CYUP Misfits Invite, something like that. Um, one of Connor Burns, a guy I'm sure you're familiar with, Connor Burns, I'm from Missouri, um, kind of hit me up and said something like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm racing in Chicago, I want to come race, and this is why I was on my break still being a couch potato. Um, he, he said, um, yeah, you want to come race? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not quite in shape yet. Um, but I talked to uh, my coach, Coach Ives, um, that week, and um, yeah, so I'm back to training basically full time now, um, six runs a week, and I got a nice speed workout in yesterday, had a nice six-mile recovery run this morning. Um, but yeah, I had about a 10-day period in there where I um, kind of let loose a little bit, um, didn't, didn't eat the greatest, um, maybe didn't get the greatest sleep, but I'm back to um, full-time training now. So, yeah. so uh, when's this meet in Chicago? Um, it is January 21st, so cool. three weeks from, like, last Saturday, two days ago, or three days ago, or whatever now. And they got um, a so, field? Yeah. field. Is it all Midwest kids, do you know, or people yes, from around? I believe, yes, I believe so. It's mostly Midwest kids. Uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, South Dakota, Missouri, Illinois, um, I think Michigan. And there was kid, one kid, actually, from California who was playing to fly out but he got a little banged up so i don't think he's coming anymore but yeah it should be a fast and fun um you know i'm looking forward to it hope with sub nine i got so so close my junior track scene i got 901 and change and um you know i i that was kind of my biggest goal is to just kind of try and dip under that sub nine minute mark if i can um fake some track fitness from my cross country base that i built all fall um was kind of my goal so well let's talk <laughs> yeah. about that 901 you ran that at drake and what a field two guys under nine uh yep with uh Aiden Ramsey and Ford Washburn, and Ford will be back. Uh, you and he uh, battled it out uh, a number of times uh, this past fall in cross country. And so, you know, how important, let's talk just a little, and Ford Washburn and I talked about this too, about goals. How important 
is it to you to uh, you know to have that goal out there? You, you mentioned breaking uh, uh, nine minutes in the 3200 or the two mile, and and uh, the way you ran this fall, I, I've got to think that's uh, uh, within reach. And you know, any other goals that you have, and and uh, are they really a driving force for you? Yeah, so for this track season, I honestly have some big goals after my kind of breakout cross-country season I had this senior year. Um, yeah, I mean, I, kind of the big thing for me is I don't love setting time goals, especially in cross-country. It's kind of hard to set a yes, time goal. Yes, absolutely. So, so many different courses, so many different weather things. Track's a little different. You, I feel like you can kind of guess the times. But um, for me, running has always been about to win, to be honest, and to place as high as I can. Um, and usually – um, if the races run fast and if I'm, I'm, I'm in the lead or I'm running well, or if I'm having a good day, um, the time will come. Um, so for time goals exactly, I don't really have that many, but one that it stuck out kind of like a sore thumb, and I'll, I'll kind of just come out right today, and me and, me and Coach I have been talking about this since June when I ran 406 in the full mile, um, but I'd, I'd love to try and give a shot at the four-minute barrier this year. And, um, you know, I think some people kind of um, – I mean, I, I, I think I'm not the only person in America thinking right, that right now after five or six kids broke it last year in high school. So, yeah, I think if I can get the right race and uh, if, I've, if I've got good fitness and I get the right opportunity and have my day, I, th- I think I've got a good shot at getting as close as I can to it. But that, that's probably my big goal um, for this year. And, and goals for me my entire, whatever, four years, I guess I've been running longer than four years, but ever since I started running kind of competitively, it's interesting with goals because goals can be hard. You can set them too high, too low, and uh, um, it's it, it can be hard kind of to know where set. I'm like after my sophomore cross country season, I, I ended up third at state and I was extremely pleased, but I also had a stress fracture. So I had to take a month off after that. And I didn't know what getting back into running was going to look like. I didn't know if I was going to be as fit as I was after taking a month off. And it, it, it can be hard. And, um, you know, another thing with goals, I feel like is um, they, they're always being like, they're always being redefined and changed um, how, like with how you race. I'm like going into this senior cross country season, my goal um, was to win state and um, try and place top 15 at NXR. And uh, I, I obviously was able to capture a state title. I was also able to capture um, a, an NXR Heartland regional individual win. So that was like something I didn't even think was in the cards at the start of this season. So goals are, I, I love setting goals, um, but I try and set them. I don't want to say low, um, but I, I, I try not to shoot for the stars just because I feel like you can always do better. Absolutely. And, and well said and obviously well thought out. We've had five former Iowa preps in history break four minutes in the mile, never a current mm-hmm. uh, Iowa prep. There have only been 17 high schoolers break four minutes in the mile in history. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, yeah. that would be amazing. The Iowa, our yeah. Iowa high school mile record, Josh Evans, of uh, the great Linmar athlete, set yeah. it at 4.04.38. Ooh. So there's, yeah. there's, there's the initial uh, goal yeah. is to set that Iowa record. Yeah. But it's a great attitude to have that, you know, so many people let the entire goal define their career. And, exactly. Yeah. But no matter how fast you run, uh, if you're mm-hmm. truly a, a team player, you know, it's mm-hmm. that it's that low stick in a cross country meet, or getting ten points uh, uh, in mm-hmm. the fifty or sixteen hundred or thirty two hundred in a track meet. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. opposed to the goal. And like you say, if if you're fit enough and and in the right race, uh, those goal yeah. times those goal times will come. I've got. Yeah. A, you know, I talked to when I talked to Ford the other day. I was getting goosebumps for the Drake relays. If we get <laughs> yeah. above fifty degree weather and not yeah. windy or rainy and you guys are lacing it up and, and going to the line together, that 1,600 and 3,200 uh, could be pretty magical. 
Yeah, yeah. That's one of the great things about having Ford in my own state. Um, just being able to see him multiple times during the season and race with him. And uh, me and him have built a really, really great relationship. We've kind of always been friends and kind of social media friends, but I think NXN, spending three days with him and actually me and him roomed together um, at NXN. And so we, we're just around each other the whole the whole trip. So I feel like that really, really kind of just strengthened our relationship. And we're, like just this, this whole Chicago thing, when Connor reached out to me, my, the first person I reached out to afterwards was Ford and saying, hey, dude, like I'm, I'm making a five-hour trek to Chicago in four or five weeks or whatever. You want to come join? So kind of that building that relationship and um, being able to like be competitors and want to beat each other. Sure. Um, but also being able to be friends and like ask each other how our train's going and just kind of learn from each other a lot too, both through our mistakes and our successes. You know, I exactly. think I think I think he kind of beat me out in the two mile last year, and I think I kind of got him in the mile. So I think I mean, it kind of goes into this track season like, oh, this is gonna be kind of fun. Like, who's gonna win the two mile Drake? Who's gonna win the mile? What's state gonna look like? So I I think that having that having Ford in my home state is a, truly a blessing. I love it. Let's talk about improvement in your career. You know, uh, here you win the uh, state cross country meet uh, two years in a row, uh, third as a sophomore. But you know, one thing that stuck out to me was uh, you know you won the GRIAC title this year. When you were a freshman at GRIAC, you were 185th and ran 17:48. This year you ran 15:33 against a very tough field and won it. In addition to just physical maturation what do you credit that to what is it just trusting the system that coach ives has for you at dowling is it a little bit of everything but a two and a half minute improvement um at that level is, is pretty amazing oh um you know me and me and ives actually have dwelled on like dwelled about this or kind of looked back on this and just looked back on my freshman season um and i think yeah like my first ever cross-country race i ran 1755 or something um, and I, I, I made, it was varsity for one race. Um, I guess if you count GRIAC two, um, as a freshman, um, and I ran 1630, um, I think at NXR and that was my PR at the time. And I was absolutely thrilled for that. Um, and I, you know, I kind of like, I got better every, every year. Um, I, I dropped a couple minutes to 5k a mile and two mile, but improvement. It's honestly one of the things that is still the biggest mystery to me today. You know, I could kind of talk about, Hey, like I've gotten better with my recovery. I feel like I've, I get better sleep. I eat better. I train better, and that's that's really all true. Um, I, I I do train better, and I'm more serious about my running now than I was freshman year. I've I've put on a little bit of muscle, maybe not a ton, um, but I've gotten a little stronger. But you know, I think the biggest thing for me was like kind of like you said, just trusting the process. So many kids, I feel like I, I actually kind of get DMs and kids come up to me and saying like, hey. Like, I want to get better at the sport. What do I do first? And um, one of the first things I always tell them is, like, first of all, like, make sure you're eating right, sleeping right, all that. I don't want to say basic things, all the little things that are super, super important. But the second biggest thing in this sport, for me, I feel like, is consistency. Yep. Um, and just being able, week in and week out, just being able to put in the time, put in the work, and just being able to reap the benefits um, and just work hard. And, um, you know, I, obviously talent helps. And, um, you know, I mean, some some days are better than others. You're going to have your downs and you're going to have your highs. But honestly, it's still one of the biggest mysteries to me today. How I how, even last year as a junior, I thought I had a great season. I, I, I was I won state and NXR and the postseason didn't go exactly how how it went. And I was like, and I feel like every season I ask, well, like I'm always worried, almost worried about like, am I going to get any better? Like, I feel like I've hit my peak. I feel like I'm like done. And then every season I kind of surprise myself and um, I put in the work in the off season and <laughs> keep getting better and better, to be honest. 
So it, it's kind of hard to touch on, you know. I mean, there's so many things I feel like I could go to, but I feel like one of the biggest things is kind of how you said it, just trusting sure. the process and trusting my coaches and my teammates and just showing up, honestly. You know, so, I don't know yeah. if you've ever had a chance to listen to or talk to Eric Sawinski, but Sawinski's had a great oh, career, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and made so many U.S. finals over his career. But he told me one time he has done the same exact routine – uh, mm-hmm. including the same group of stretches before he goes to bed for 10 years, the same oh exact gosh. thing. And, yeah. you know, he said, that's what, you know, and he calls himself, you know, just a uh, middle of the road, half miler that does everything <laughs> right, which allows him to be elite. You know, yeah. it was a 154 guy in high school came to Iowa without a scholarship. Yeah. His, his last two choices were a D three school and, and then Iowa jumped in and he came to Iowa and then, and then next thing you know, he's a six time U S champion, but he will tell you that it's all about trusting the process and it's all about consistency and how serious you are, you know? Yeah. You know, there was a, a, somebody put on Twitter the other day, don't go out on new year's Eve and party like you're 18. If you think you want to win a U.S. championship this year, they don't, they don't go hand in hand, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's uh it and it's all so it's all about choices. You know, what do yeah. what do you want out of your career? Well, you're here's a, a high school senior that now is gonna go to uh Duke, you know, and and run for the Blue Devils and, and Duke has got pretty tight standards, uh both yeah. as you know, obviously. Um yeah. you know, on in on grades and athletic ability. Uh mm-hmm. so you've had to make some choices and your choices are even gonna get probably even more tight. Uh, the next yeah. few years, when you, you've got a, a school giving you a scholarship, they don't want Jackson Heidi Schott partying and putting on that freshman 15 and, and, and so yeah. forth, you know. So yeah. let's talk about, yeah. if, if you don't mind, let's, let's talk about that NXR race. You know, it was you yeah. and Washburn and, and Birnbaum, yeah. the sub-four-minute miler from Rapid City. Yeah. And yeah. when you guys came out of that last turn and you're, th- you know, three wide or three together and mm-hmm. and switch the lead switches back and forth ford led for a little bit then you take the uh-huh. lead to win it you know and we've talked about the four minute mile so here you beat a guy who's run 359 uh yeah. and simeon birnbaum that had to be a little bit of confidence booster as well <laughs> yeah for sure. I, I think, you know, last year, I think I did really, really well within the state and competing within the state. But I think when I got to the regional and even some of the national level meets last year, I feel like I, I kind of shied away maybe and wasn't as confident as I think I should have been. And then going into this year, that was one of the biggest kind of mindset switches I felt like I made. And I, that helped through my um, both Coach Ives and my assistant coach, Coach McCarty, and um, also my dad and, and myself, um, being able, I feel like, kind of have that mindset switch of, yeah, like, I, I want to be great. I want to be great in Iowa, but I also want to see if what I can do at the regional and national level. Um, you know, I, I feel like some of these opportunities, like Simeon, like, he, he got to go out to Brooks and I'm and run the, like, run the mile. And I, I didn't, and that, that kind of always sat with me, and that was something that I wanted to be able to do, have those opportunities and be able to race regionally and nationally. And um, this year, I think NXR was that, that, perfect, um, that perfect day. And, um, yeah, I remember the night before telling Coach Ives, like, hey, like, Simeon is no joke. I mean, he's an elite-level athlete. He's a whatever. He's a... One, I think the first 16-year-old to break four minutes a mile in America and the mm-hmm. second in the world to ever do it, which is, I mean, just a crazy stat. It is. And then yeah, and even to be able to, like, race that guy and be in the same race as him is, I mean, just very humbling and showing, like, wow, I mean, the Midwest produces some great athletes. Well, um, but anyway, so that, yeah, that night um, or the night before, I remember talking to Eyes and saying, like, 
Hey, like Simeon's gonna be really good. He's obviously a great kid. If he has his day, he's 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 probably gonna win. I told Coach Ives like, hey, I I think he's probably gonna win. But I said I, I don't want to put myself out of it, and I want to see if I can take that title. And so I we I mean I kind of game plan, and it's and we're feeling good about it, and we're no and we're saying like, hey, let's let's make sure we get to NXN, but let's also give this thing a shot and see if you can win it. Even though we knew Simeon was gonna be a great great athlete, so it, it went out. I would say the race went out. I mean, not super quick. Pretty honest. I think we came in and threw and. 45 maybe 445 450 somewhere around that and then the second mile it kind of turned into a jog fest i think my second mile was almost above five minutes which it, it sounds crazy but at that level it's just not as fast as i thought it would have been so it kind of started bunching up there's 15 or 20 guys all within two seconds of each other at the two two and a half mile mark and so i'm in the lead or i'm i'm up there with um a couple other guys simian brecker all those guys. I think Sam Scott was up there from Minnesota. And uh, it's funny. The only advice Coach Ives gave me the night before was do not make your move too early. you got a sub-four-miler coming for you in those last 300 mm-hmm. meters. So do not, do not burn matches too quickly. And, um, you know, it, it was one of those things. That was probably one of the few times I've ever disobeyed Coach Ives' orders and actually gotten away with it and been able to come out with the win. So I made a move around 1K to go, and I made a decisive move. I, I mean, I, I put the hammer down and was like, I'm, I'm going from here. I felt great. I felt like I had so much left, but now around that 300, 350 mark is when Ford and Simeon come on me. I'm like, oh boy, I've, I've got enough left. <laughs> my, my legs are dead. There's nothing left here. I burnt matches. And I'm thinking in my head at that moment, like, oh, I should have listened to Coach Ives. I should have waited. Why would I try and like outlast a four minute miler and have him come from behind me? So I'm thinking all this in my head and I'm kind of not going to drop it. I mean, they're making a little, they're making five, 10 meters on me. I and mean, honestly, I, it sounds kind of corny to say, but something just clicked in my head. I don't know what it was, but something clicked in my head knowing, hey, there's 300 meters left. I, I can, I can still win this thing. I can still get this. Um, and I kind of stuck my head down. I think if you watch the video, there's a certain, there's kind of a certain point with like 150, 200 meters left. I kind of stick my head down and I, I make a move and I, I end up breaking, simming at the line. And it was funny. As soon as I crossed, I actually looked at the scoreboard, or like or the the board to see who won, and it still had Simi in front of me. I was like, oh, I thought I got him. I thought I outlived him, and then it, it flipped back, and I was like, oh. And I mean, I was <laughs> that was that was a fun fun race. But yeah, it was it was great. And I mean, Ford came out of nowhere. It felt like I didn't see him the whole race, and he came up behind me. I'm like, oh boy, I've I've got my I've got my hand full of Ford, and now Simeon. So yeah, that was a that was a great race. So that was so fun. That's so. awesome. You know, we talk about trust the process, and and that is a little bit cliche as well. But it, it's so very very true. But we as as human beings aren't born to be patient, you know. So it, yes. and uh, you see other kids doing this or doing that, and you want to do the same mm-hmm. thing, and it's hard to just buy in and trust the process. I totally yes. totally understand. But with that yeah. said. What is your in-season mileage, uh, cross-country and, and tracks, uh, you know, high mileage for you? Yeah, so I will tell you, I have always, always, always been a low-mileage kid. In middle school, I don't think I ever ran more than four miles a week, uh, maybe <laughs> five, which is sounds crazy now because I remember at the time a three-mile run feeling like a marathon. And being, I would go out for three-mile runs at this local park with my dad. Um, he'd actually bribe me with ice cream or breakfast afterwards, uh, depending on the time of day. Um, and I had three miles, I feel like, forever. And now I'm up to, I think this cross-country season, I got up to 50s in the summer. Like, probably 55, I think I peaked around. I did 55 for three weeks in this. Um, the actual season, I don't think I ever got over maybe 45. So high 30s, low 40. Um, which is funny because freshman year, um, I was I was – that would seem like my freshman myself would be like, oh, my gosh, that's a ton. 
Um, but I, I actually ran with Ramsey a couple of days ago, and I, I think I hit 42 two or like a week or last week. Um, and I was running with him, and I was like, "Yeah, what's what's your weekly mileage?" He's like, "85." I'm like, "Oh boy, he's doubling my mileage right now." Yeah. Um, so mileage can I feel like can be so kind of subjective and can be so kind of just variable. Like it can depend on the person. But I've always been kind of a lower mileage kid. I but you know, I think college coaches love that. They they want yeah. a kid that comes in that it's good but still has an upside. You know what I mean? If you're a yeah. high school kid and you're running 85 to 100, where's the room for improvement? And I yes. know they do. I know great coaches still make those oh. kids improve. But mm-hmm. my point is it isn't like, well, we'll put 25 miles a week on you and, and it'll be huge. So if you're already yeah. doing that, mm-hmm. and then everybody's got to think outside of the box a little bit. What about a favorite workout? What, what's your Ooh. favorite cross-country workout if you have one? What's your favorite track workout? You said you did Ooh. a speed work today or yesterday. What was that? Yeah, so yesterday I had six by eight hundred with four hundred jog, um, around five k pace, and I was hitting mid two twenties, and I think the last one I let loose a little bit and hit maybe two oh six, two oh seven, somewhere around there. But oh boy, cross country workouts. Honestly, for me, I one of the biggest things or kind of new workouts I made. I don't even know if I call it workout, but really hammering a long run, like a 13, 14 mile run, and just being able to sustain like six flats, like six ten, six fifteen pace. Those those are good. I love those workouts. Just being able to kind of finish those workouts and know, like, wow, like I just spent like an hour and a half at a, I mean, pretty moderate pace, sure. um, and being able and just feeling like you just improved your like aerobic engine so much um, for cross country. And then track. Oh, we do a we do like an eight by four hundred workout with sixty seconds standing rest, and it is it's it's hard. Um, but I love I love those workouts. There, I, I love cross country and I love track, but. There is something about putting spikes on on a track in like a 50, 60 degree weather day with low wind and just, I mean, just tearing up the track with 400s or 800s or 1Ks. Well, you know exactly where you're at. You know exactly, (laughs) you know, like we talked about cross country courses all being different. You're out on a golf Mm -hmm. course or in a park and coach says you're running, you know, five minute pace. Well, are you really? You know what I mean? So you get on a track, (laughs) tracks don't lie. You know, you know, you know where you're at, whether that's where you want to be or not. That's for, that's yeah. for darn sure. But you're going to go to Duke and be a Blue Devil. Um, yes. Why Duke? Why 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 Duke? And you know, and, and Coach Wilburn and, and, and Coach Cook. What uh, turns you on to that? Yeah. So my my recruitment process was uh, was kind of long, honestly. Um, my junior year, I started kind of reaching out to coaches, and to be honest, I reached out all over the country. I mean, everywhere from like. I mean, like California schools to obviously North Carolina schools and me kind of being smack dab in the middle. So it it was a year and a half long process of me narrowing down and narrowing down and narrowing down, just figuring out what I wanted. I mean, the one thing that always stuck out to me, I've I've always liked to think I push myself pretty hard academically. So I like school. I enjoy school. um, And I, I like my academics. I take my academics seriously. That was always a big thing for me was being able to like just the thought of being able to go to school. Like, like Duke, that's such a great school that I maybe not or probably not would have been able to get into otherwise without this kind of running piece that helps me with that. And that was a big thing for me, being able to go to school like that. And no, like, yeah, I mean, running's awesome. I love running. Running's a big part of my life, probably the biggest part of my life, along with academics. But knowing someday my, my running career is going to end. I don't know when. I don't know if that's right when I graduate college. I don't know if that's five years after college. But someday it'll end, and someday I'll need it to back me up and um, hopefully – Give me a great job in the in the workforce. You've got a diploma then with Duke on it. That that carries a little <laughs> weight in itself. Yeah. What do you plan yeah. on studying? Have you have you narrowed that down? 
Yeah, so I've always, always, always been a math kid. I've loved math ever since I was in fifth, sixth grade, and um, it's always just been really, really good to me, and I've always loved math. Um, so I'm planning to study mathematics, like that'll be my major, and then maybe a minor in kind of finance or economics, and maybe hopefully bring that into like a actuary job or a data analytics job, something along that, kind of smush math and business together and see where it brings me. That's awesome. You know, and as you know, things change. Who knows? When we, yeah. If we talk again in four or five years about how was college and what are you doing now, it may be something completely different. But mm-hmm. that's okay. But that's okay. Yeah. So, exactly. You know, yeah. this is a question I posed uh, to Ford, and um, I'm going to pose the same thing. Peyton Noe and I are going to visit tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. And before I pose this question, I, you know, to have our three top cross-country runners in the state you and Ford Washburn and, and Peyton Noe all going to outstanding, above average Power Five programs is is very so impressive for for our small little state of Iowa. You know the quality <laughs> yes. that we have right now is crazy. Do you see yourself as a role model for uh, not only younger athletes but younger kids as well? Do you see that, Jackson? Do you see that in yourself? You know, for me, I, I would love to hope that's true. Honestly, that would, I mean, I've had some kids kind of reach out to me through Instagram and Strava and um, Twitter and all that stuff, and I, I honestly love it. There's nothing better than receiving a text from a kid saying, hey, I want to get better at running, or hey, like, I look up to you. Hey, you're my role model. Hey, how, like, how did you get so good, or what do you do? What's your secret? And one of my favorite things to do is connect with the kids and just be like, hey, do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I, I feel like every summer uh, we kind of have that dead week period um, where you're not allowed to have like any athletics or um, like any scheduled practices. So one of the things I've been trying to do every year is reach out to everyone in the Des Moines community, like all Waukee, Urbandale, Ankeny, even Des Moines Public Schools, Roseville, um, and just kind of reach out to kids and be like, hey, let's we should all get a run together, in, or let's get a, like a 100, 150 kid run. And I think this year we had 50, 60, 70 kids show up and all meet each other. And honestly, I mean, I'm kind of tying this into a I love the Iowa running community. I mean, it's amazing. I, there's nothing ever – I've never met anything like that. And just being able to kind of meet, socialize, and network with all these kids, whether it's young kids or kids my age. And I, I talked to them about me and Ford's relationship. But it, it's it's truly my favorite part of the meet is just being able to afterwards talk to all these kids from all over the state and even like at NXN being able to talk to kids from all over the country. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think I'm a, a role model for some, for some younger kids. And, um, you know, I think one of the fun things I've done this year is kind of – redefine um, Iowa, Iowa standards. You know, Iowa, I feel like, has always kind of been, like, not seen as the greatest running state. I mean, when people ask, well, what's the greatest running state, usually people are like California, Oregon, Texas, Florida, New York, all the big ones. But my goal this year, and obviously, um, honestly, through these last four years, has been to try and put Iowa on the map a little bit. And I think me, Ford, and Baden all did that amazingly well this year. We just kind of, I think we all had stellar breakout seasons. When I think people started realizing, we're going to put Iowa on the map. Um, and I think we did that this year, which is just awesome. Absolutely, so. you did. And and I think we're going to see much more of that, at not, you know, in all the regular season meets and then at State yeah. and at Drake. You know, I tell people when I travel to meets all over the country, they'll say, hey, what's your favorite meet to do? My yeah. favorite meet is our Iowa high school state meet. There's 14,000 people in the stands for three days, sitting shoulder yep. to shoulder, cheering for everybody, whether they know them or not. I guess what I'm getting at, there's an opportunity right there for that young kids see that and see how much sure. you guys enjoy it. You guys and gals enjoy mm-hmm. it and, and live in that moment. 
that uh, so many more want to be involved and know it knows that it, it takes some buy-in to get there to yes. actually mm -hmm. feel that not just see it but actually feel yes. it yes and that's where i'll start for me too the blue oval i mean i remember well four or five years ago carissa came back for a kind of homecoming race or whatever and oh my gosh i mean the stands were electric i mean it was crazy i remember going to that race and watching and just be like oh my i mean yeah i just that that's kind of where it started for me i mean obviously there are multiple things that got me into competitive running but um chris the switzer being one of them ryan, uh, ryan as well the whole switzer family but even having guys like jason thomas and knowing those names yes. even jason and the des moines community and the running community and um having all those guys to look up to matthew carmody is at notre dame now and uh frazier obviously i mean sam hall all the dowling greats and even the iowa greats like knowing names like thomas pollard and all those guys just kind of Knowing their names, looking at what they've done, I feel like has kind of inspired me. I hope I've been kind of writing the history books these last two years as well. Well, so. and you have. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I can't thank you enough for, for uh, hopping on here with me today and, and listening and telling your story and what you're hoping for yeah. to come up, you know, th this spring. And, and will yeah. you race before we uh, take off here, Jackson? Other than the race in Chicago, will you race much indoors? Is that in the plan at all? Yeah, so I'm racing in Chicago um, in whatever, two, three weeks now. And then I do believe I'm going to go out to New Balance Nationals indoors out in um, Boston. Yeah, Boston, right? Yep. Yes, Boston. Uh, I'm going to go out there and race probably the two-mile and the one-mile as well. And that'll probably be it for me for indoor. And then outdoor, I'm not quite sure yet, but that'll be my that'll be my indoor plan. So. Well, just as long as you're back and on the Blue Oval at the end of April and the middle <laughs> oh. of May, we'll be, we'll be good to go. Yeah, you betcha. I, I wouldn't miss it for the world. I, I'm missing the blue oval already. So. Well, Jackson Heidish, thank you so much for your time, and, and thank you for uh, your willingness to sit here today and tell your story so everybody can, can know you better and, and learn from you. And best of luck to you in Chicago in a couple weeks. Yeah. Thank you, Mike J. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And that wraps up this edition of In the Garage with Track Guy. Until next time, this is Mike J saying so long and thank you for your support of the Track Guy Foundation and our commitment to Iowa's youth.